0: Welcome to the bad clan fantasy podcast um it's all three of us today and we have brand new microphones courtesy of our own touch down my pants owner jared jensen so thank you jared let's hope this uh sounds good I'm, I'm joined here today
1: with rob and tyler uh how you doing guys i'm doing excellent i love to touch my pants and thanks again jared
2: you all feel, you all think that this was a courtesy until you hear what I have to say. What garbage I have to say during this podcast. But we'll get. Oh to-
1: God, well, can we mute him? <laughs> well, we, we, we might a... have to. We might have to <laughs> edit it out
2: and play our uh, special elevator music again.
1: Oh,
0: excellent! Sweet, right, <laughs> that's <go>. encouraging. Uh, <laughs> so, Rob, you're our uh, weekly recap for injuries. What do you got? What do you got for us this week?
1: I mean. There's been a ton. I mean, we had – excuse me. We had um, Deontay Johnson go out with a back injury like early in the uh, game last week uh, right after getting traded uh, to me, by the way. Thanks for that, Blake. Um, other than that, I don't know that there was many like huge injuries last week. Uh, Tyler, no. you got anything?
2: No, the only one I got is, you know, Dak rolled his ankle, but I think he'll be oh, fine. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. I'm an idiot. <laughs> My quarterback's dead.
2: <laughs> no, he j- Robbie, just rolled his ankle. He's going to be fine.
1: No, it was his calf. It, it, just his calf might have been old. He just
2: – he, he turned his ankle into a bunch of ball bearings and just shook it a bit.
1: Yeah, Dak Prescott done for the year. Uh, not only uh, compound fracture, but dislocated the ankle. Um not great as a cowboy fan and not great as a uh fantasy owner of Dak. So and not and literally every
2: single thing I've seen online is like, holy shit, I feel so
1: bad for Dak. Like right? Nobody I mean, the, out, I the outpouring was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
2: Everyone so. in the NFL world is like, oh my god, this couldn't have happened to you know, literally couldn't could not have happened to a better person.
1: Or a worse person.
2: A better meaning character.
1: Yes, thank you. Because usually when you say, Oh, this could happen to a better person, meaning they're a piece of shit. Right. And I'm so glad that they got screwed. No, I'm not I, I, I to a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This couldn't happen to a person that people respected more than Dak Prescott.
2: Right. And on that note, fuck Skip Ayless.
1: Yeah, because he's a piece of crap. All right, let's move on, Blake. What do you got next? Um, Just a couple things to add. Uh, I mean, you know,
0: just looking short-sighted at my team, John Brown was injured, left the game. Um, That actually changed changed
2: Buffalo's offense a lot against Tennessee, John
0: Brown being out. so It it really did, yes. uh, Keenan Allen was out with back spasms, but it reported today that he's just fine. And then uh, DJ Chark. Maybe not. It's it is an injury related, but maybe not. You know, totally injury related. But he did take a uh, second fiddle to the viscous uh on Sunday, so that's kind of concerning for Chark owners.
2: Uh, it's very concerning because Chark has no less than one hundred ankle sprains in his career. That that, that, that <laughs> literally that's that's been the thing. Yeah. with Chark Is he has super shitty ankles and he always sprains his ankles and he has another ankle sprain.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so unless we got other, uh, league updates or injury updates, I don't think we do. We we're, so we're recording here Wednesday night before waivers run because of the odd Tuesday game. So waivers won't run till Thursday morning tomorrow. Yes. Uh, due to scheduling difficulties, we're tonight's pretty much the only time we all three of us can get together. So we're going to be doing the podcast a little bit differently tonight. Uh, we, you know, gave this a little try last year where we aren't going through our, Fantasy league matchups one by one this week. We're going to go through NFL matchups and actually do some analysis per game. Uh, unless you guys get anything to add, I'm ready to move right into uh, Houston, Tennessee, with our first matchup. Well, I yeah, will. Let's do it. No, oh, go ahead.
2: Our, I'll take us through our picks really quick. The last couple of weeks since I haven't been on. So, uh, in week, let's see where were we at. In week four, Blake, you went five and zero. Rob and I went four and one. And in week nice. five, Blake immediately turned that around and went one and four. Ooh! And Rob went three and two, and I went four and one. Ooh.
0: Overall, was wow. bad. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> uh,
2: overall in 2020, uh, Rob and Blake are tied at 16 and nine, and I am at nice. seven. And uh, yeah. overall, in the years that I have recorded here, uh, somebody is the first one to break 100 wins Uh, Is that me? Uh, that would be you Rob is 101 and 51 Blake is 93 and 60 And I'm
1: 94 and 57 Dang. Wow 101 to 51 That's like pretty much 66% Which if I was like a betting person I would make money doing that Awesome So there you go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe instead of trying to find a real job, I should just fucking, I mean, freaking, excuse me, podcast people. Uh, we're, not, we're not family friendly here, Rob. Don't worry. All right, then fine. It. Fucking, I should fucking uh, just be betting all the time. All right, let's all right. go into it.
0: With that uh stellar transition, we're going to jump into uh, the Houston Texans are playing the Tennessee Titans this week. Titans hold on to their undefeated status after their Tuesday night showing against the bills uh, I mean our famously notable people here are pretty obvious on both sides you know like in do you have yeah, what's up? Blake do you have lines and stuff up or do you want me to read to read them off uh, I've got lines up uh, yeah I'm not telling you if I understand them or not but I have them up do it go for it we will we'll uh, you understand them So it's a the spread is uh, three, you know, uh, negative three to the Titans, plus three to the Texans. Obviously, the over under is 53 in this game.
2: So who's the favorite,
0: Blake? The favorite is the Titans by three, right? There you go. Yes. Good job. Nailed it. I kind of understand odds, you know, maybe 40 percent. Uh, so, yes, like I was saying before, our, our fantasy relevant people are pretty obvious here. You know, the quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, uh, David Johnson, Dave, uh, Derek Henry. And then the leading receiver for the Houston Texans is Will Fuller.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this matchup, and Houston has not been good on defense. I mean, and that's why they're 1-4. Tennessee has been surprising on offense. Um, you know last year Tannehill did a great job and he's actually continuing it this year he doesn't have a lot of yards he only has a thousand yards but he has nine touchdowns and only one pick where Watson has like 1400 yards same amount of touchdowns but five picks so hey Rob can I butt in there I'm- I'm, yeah, but in here, this
2: is a this is a tough one for me. So you want to talk about how good Tannehill has been since he joined Tennessee?
1: Yes, I'm,
2: I'm going to give you two quarterback stats, and right. side by side, and you tell me who the other quarterback is. One of them is Tannehill. All right. All right. Both quarterbacks are 11 and three. Uh, pass yards are 3602 to 3674. Uh, touchdown interception. Quarterback A is 31 to six. Quarterback B is 28 to 6. Quarterback A's rating is 116.7. Quarterback B's rating is 102.3. So, first of all, which one's Tannehill? And second of all, who's the second
0: quarterback? Tannehill's two. Blake, would you like to guess? Uh, I would like to abstain. You lost me in all the numbers, <laughs> <money>, buddy. <laughs> yep, I figured I would. All right. Uh, So, Rob, you're wrong. Tannehill is
2: one.
1: Who's the. Okay. Al- Who's the other one? Yep. Prescott. It is Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say Mahomes, and I decided to change. God dang it.
2: Thank you to. So, uh, yeah, if, if you want to see that, if I, I lost. I
1: was literally going to say Mahomes. God bless America. If I also so Literally, want, hey, he's been better than
2: Mahomes, really. he's He's been on pace with Mahomes. And if I lost our pace. Uh, listeners in the numbers there, uh, Twitter.com and go to NFL on CBS.
1: They tweeted it out uh, Wednesday morning. So nice. All right, so we've got that going here, and Houston has not been good on defense. We've got Henry, who has – oh, did you guys see that play the other night where he shoved that – shoved uh, Josh Norman over like he was a bag of chips? Um, No, I did not see that. No? Oh, my god. No,
0: you know, I don't know
1: if our viewers know, but I don't get – uh, games that are outside of Sunday. All right. I mean, one floor has been as advertised by John U. Smith. Smith. Um, when you have 18 receptions and five of those have been touchdowns, doing pretty good. So what do you guys see here? Uh, the click to pick for this game. The what? Oh. The click to pick. I have no idea what that means. That means okay. who are the who are the guys that you're going to start in this game? The click to pick. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, come on.
2: Henry's Henry's obviously in your lineup. Um, AJ yep. Brown is in your lineup, and quite frankly, Tannehill has to be in your lineup here. You know, it looked like Watson was being held back by Bill O'Brien there. So I'm fine starting Watson. Um, I'm nervous about the running backs on the Texans side, but. Man, give me Fuller, and if you're in a pinch and you really have to, Brandon Cook showed up last week. You know, you're you're playing with fire, but, you know, it could be something.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, yeah, I mean, just, in, uh, just to speak to Watson, you know, this is his second straight game over 300 yards, and it looks like it easily could trend up after Bill O'Brien goes away. You know, he's up to 359 yards and three touchdowns last week uh, against, the Jag- against the Jags, who aren't a stellar defense. But uh, And, again, I guess I just, I just kind of want to remark quick before we move on on A.J. Brown, who his second game of the in, of the season and caught seven balls for 82 yards and a touchdown, I mean. You yes. know, with exactly. the COVID thing, yeah. with, with, te- with Tennessee, you know, I guess the t- time really helped with him.
2: Yeah, he actually really benefited from them getting COVID because it gave him an extra week to uh, heal up. But so who do you guys think? Uh, Titans minus three. Are the Texans going to cover or are we taking the Titans here? Uh,
0: I'm taking Uh, the Titans. I have never done well on pickems, so this is all you two guys. I'm out of it. I am also going to take the
2: Titans. I think the Texans got their boost from getting rid of – Bill O'Brien, who's yep. from from all accounts, was a dictator, and I think it's over now.
0: Agreed. All right. So next up, we're going to be talking about the Bengals and the Colts. Um, one three and one Bengals, three and two Colts. Ugh. It's uh, Colts favored by seven and a half points with an over under of forty six and a half. Um, I mean Philip Rivers and Joe Burrow. <laughs> Well,
2: how about how about how about I take the Bengals, you take the Colts. You think that works?
1: All right, go ahead. Yep, that uh, works.
2: So for the Bengals, uh, is AJ Green? AJ Green's going to be out, right? Because he got a hammy injury.
1: I believe so. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think we said at the beginning of the year that AJ Green was glue factory, and well, here we are. Um, but T Higgins, as expected, has stepped right into that role and looks really good in that role. Um the big one here is gonna be I think Joe Mixon versus the Colts defense. Man, I wouldn't be confident in starting Joe Mixon this week, but if you have him, you probably have to.
0: Um
2: is Darius Leonard gonna play, Rob, do you know?
0: Um, Tyler, let me step in here real quick. Uh there is word around the room, rumor rumor mill that Joe Mixon is in talks of being traded amongst our league here in the bag
1: clan fantasy.
2: Oh my god. I thought you mentioned the NFL and I was <laughs>
1: oh, <man. laughs> No, I, I, I wanted to see you. <laughs> There's also talk that Giovanni Bernard is questionable for this game.
2: Well, okay, so that that offsets my concerns because that's the big thing with Nixon is he gets poached by Gio all the time. So, you know, I'd be fine. he's questionable. And uh, you know what? The Bengals are eight-point underdogs here. Burrow's going to be throwing. Um, but the Colts are that bend-but-don't-break type of – defense and i don't know it, it i think it's going to be a relative i think the Bengals are going to score not a lot of points it's going to be a relatively mediocre game from all uh options over there unless you find the person that scores
1: all right so on the Colts side um <clears throat> i don't like a lot of the offensive players on the Colts side um Phillip Rivers has four touchdowns and five picks on the year. He is not, I mean, he's done what he did for um, San Diego last year, which is throw way too many interceptions. I do love Taylor as a running back. Um, and I don't think that Cincinnati poses much of, of a threat uh, as a run stopper. Um, Hilton has been doing better lately. Um, I just think that the defense of the Colts is going to control this game.
2: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, and there, were, there weren't there were talks yet, but the question is starting to be asked, I guess, of how long are you going to let Rivers sit out there before you turn back to Brissett Or um, who's their rookie? Did they get the kid from Georgia? No, he went to Buffalo.
1: I think so, yes. Oh, no, you're they right. They got the kid yeah, yeah. from um, right. Washington, yeah. right? um uh can't think of his name
2: but the 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 question is starting to be asked of do you who actually gives you the best chance to win is it Brissett or
1: is it rivers because i mean yeah i mean we're we're sitting here week six and rivers has four touchdowns and five interceptions right
2: and but I mean, he does bring the that's, he, he that's, brings the mental aspect of checking out of stuff and that sort of thing. So he's probably better. He's probably a lot better for Jonathan Taylor, because yeah, he, he's going to check into good run situations. But I don't Agreed. know if he's better for the team as a whole.
1: Correct.
0: All right, so let me let me throw this one at you guys. Right. Uh, you know, with with Brissette or Phillip Rivers, and even talking about Joe Burrow here. Is there any tight ends between uh, Drew Sample or on the other side, Trey Burden, Jack Doyle, alley Cox worth any salt in the in on either of these teams? I mean, maybe maybe not necessarily this matchup, but just at any point in time. No,
1: I mean if 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 if, if A. Cox is uh, actually plays, he's questionable if right he's now. The only if he plays, count. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, because Rivers throws the tight end like it's. You know, like it's his job. Um, sample, you cannot depend on because one day he'll have five for 57. The next day he'll have nothing for nothing. Um, so fantasy-wise, you can't depend on either one, I don't think.
2: Yeah, and I think um, I think you touched on it. On the Colts side, you just kind of got to wait and see how stuff shakes out because – they clearly, like you said, they want it, Or uh, Rivers uses the tight end, but you got three of them there right. that are splitting work, and I, I don't know who it's going to be from week to week, which means you can't start any of them.
0: Right. And <laughs> right, then one last quick one for the Colts: uh, T.Y. Hilton. What's what's going on there? I mean,
2: <sighs> he's almost glue factory. He's a year away.
1: Yeah, he's he's halfway between being relevant and not. So well, go. that was insightful. So, uh, <laughs> I
0: mean, how, are you guys are you guys wanting to pick a team every yeah, time, or do top. we just want to move on into? the Yeah. So the question is: Is do the Bengals
2: keep it within eight?
0: Yes, that is the question.
2: Um. Yeah. No, I don't think so, and I think it comes to down to Jonathan Taylor uh, against that rushing defense, and I don't think that's going to. Be a good thing for the Bengals. So no, I would I would take
1: Colts minus eight.
0: But I'm super
1: not it. Colts, I agree. Colts minus eight.
0: Alrighty, so uh, our next one is the zero and five Falcons versus the one and four Vikings. Mm. Um, yeah, our spread is Vikings favored by four with a 54-and-a-half point over-under. The Vikings look – I mean, coming in before last week, they look scary with the Phelan-Justin Jefferson uh, duo seemed kind of reminiscent <laughs> of Diggs and Phelan. Dalvin Cook injured last week with a groin injury. Uh, the word is very ambiguous on whether or not they're going to hold him out going into the bye. So we might have a week of Alexander Madison. We might push Dalvin Cook. They're really not sure yet. They're being real unclear about that. Um, Julio Jones still looking like a piece of shit so what do you got (laughs) to
1: think about I mean in this matchup I I can guarantee you that Cook's not going to play it's going to be Madison I can also guarantee you that more than likely Julio Jones won't play
2: so which team are you taking So,
1: so what you're looking at is Gurley versus Madison on the no, Rob, Rob, running Rob, back. Which, what? Which, team, which team are you analyzing here? Pick one. I'm okay. Oh, okay, Fine. Let me, let me go with the Vikings, I guess. Since I already said that Cook wasn't gonna play, let me go with the Vikings. Madison's gonna play. All right. We got uh the up and comer Jefferson. Uh we've got the guy that's like leading, I think, the league in touchdowns with uh Adam Thielen. I'm pretty sure is a receiver. Or he's real close. Uh, The problem is Cousins is terrible. I don't like the fact that he's only, he's thrown eight touchdowns, fine, great, but seven picks.
0: Hmm, Don't listen (laughs) to that, guys.
1: Yeah, that's a cracker. Um, Love Jefferson, everything's about love Madison. I just do not like this uh, Minnesota defense, yep. so I'm not confident to get, uh, for this team. What do you think, Tyler?
2: I'm I'm the exact opposite. I would be firing up every single Vikings piece. Uh, uh, right. the
0: Vikings
1: tonight, what
2: do you think about Atlanta? Man, they look bad, but they're another team that just fired their head coach. Um, but I don't think that that's a team that necessarily didn't like their head coach. Um, so I'm not sure that they get the bump afterwards
1: (sighs) like Houston
2: so I think you're playing Gurley uh, you're playing Ridley and the rest of the pieces you kind of feel bad about Um, and I don't know I don't know that you're playing any of them somebody's going to get work uh, especially in that Atlanta receiving core but is it going to be Zacchaeus is it going to be Gage could it be Hurst I I have no idea Um, so, so you're yeah, yep. your, your starters are so, Ridley and Gurley, and then everybody else, it's, well, how do you feel about them? And it's a high over-under, so
0: there's going to be points on the board. But, yeah. So, Tyler, I do want to ask you about what you think, what you, what, any insight you might have on Gage. I mean, he coming into this season, he was the obvious uh, receiver three on this team, you know, behind Jones and Ridley. And with every, every opportunity that he's had with Julio out, He's underperformed wildly. So, I mean, do you have any kind of analysis or reason why that might be happening? Yeah,
2: I think this is um, this is the old situation where he is a great three. Um, look at it when uh, – oh, shoot. Who was it? Um, the Bengals way back when. They had A.J. Green and Marvin Jones and somebody else who was awful. But he would produce every once in a while. Um but then as soon as one of those guys was out, he wouldn't do anything because all of a sudden he's getting the number two wide receiver coverage rather than the, the number three. And he can beat single coverage, but as soon as you put anything more than that on him, he's not gonna he's not gonna do much. So I think uh, I think yeah, I, I feel more more confident in Zacchaeus, but that's like a zero percent confident to one
0: percent confident. So now, I was going to quick ask that afterwards. Is is if you were targeting Zacchaeus because Gage is uh, rostered in, I would probably say like roughly forty percent leagues, if not more. Is Zacchaeus a waiver target for you if you didn't have any of these receivers? And if you were hurting. No, that.
2: but that's also because of the good options there are on the wide receiver uh, waiver wire. I'm I'm looking at them right now. I mean, obviously you have Chase Claypool who blew up last week, Travis Colgham that blew up, Emmanuel Sanders, LaVisca Chennault. I mean, I'd be picking up any of those guys over um, over Zacchaeus. And there are a dozen more that I'd also pick up over Zacchaeus. So no, I'm I'm not I'm not prioritizing either one of those guys.
0: Well, geez, Tyler, why don't you get your spy off of my uh, my my pending transactions list? All right. <laughs> <Is that nice? laughs> all right. So, uh, um, are are we taking the Vikings here? I am going to take the Vikings to cover three and a half. Yeah, I uh, think I think Madison yeah. Madison is basically Dalvin Cook number two. So I don't think. That Running yeah. back that backfield doesn't change at all with Madison back there. If you
2: Carter. are a 1-4 or 0-5 oh fantasy team who needs to win this week, go blow your entire fab on Alexander Madison because he'll give it to you. I, I, he's, he's a yeah. top 10, if not top 5, running back this week.
0: Agreed. I would agree 100%. Um, so our next matchup is going to be uh, the Denver Broncos, 1-3 versus the Patriots, 2-2. We're looking at a uh, nine and a half point favorite for the Patriots with a forty-five point over/under.
2: Are you going to tell us which teams we have? Uh,
0: I am. I am this time. Uh, let's see. Let's hear from Rob first with the
1: Patriots. I mean, uh, uh, Cam Newton was just uh, what do you want to reinstated. Say? Reinstated. Thank you. That's a good word. Um, so, you know, I really like uh, – the Broncos don't have anything. I'm sorry. So, give me the Patriots all the way on this one. Is that your entire analysis? That is it because for some reason I'm trying to click on the freaking game and it's not giving me any damn stats or anything. Okay. So, what I'm going to say is can- – is Cam Newton is way better than anything they've got on the Broncos. The Broncos have lost their quarterback who might come back. But but we're not sure. gonna... Lost their number one receiver, also lost their running back who I guess had a DUI, which I can relate with. But anyway, Pete, <laughs> give me the Patriots on Jesus this Jesus Christ.
2: Um, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what
2: I was going to talk about is Drew Locke practiced in full today. So
1: I'm um, I'm happy. I'm expecting
2: to have him back for the Broncos. And um, if I have him back, this seems like a super easy bet to make. At uh, what I have plus ten on my end, Blake? Did you say plus nine and a half for the Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to keep it. I think they're going to keep it closer than that. That's a huge spread. Um, but yeah, oh, I like Rob it. said, uh, Melvin Gordon is likely, uh, likely out this game. Um, I don't know, going forward, right. the NFL usually lets the legal side settle. Um, but it sounds like he also oh, got right. in trouble with his coaches when he got back. Because yeah. he made- unless,
1: unless you're a Dallas Cowboy. Right. Um, but, right.
2: but yeah, Melvin Gordon also got in trouble with his coaches today and unrelated thing, so I'm guessing he's going to get disciplined for at least one game by the team, and then we'll see what the NFL does uh, probably after the season. But Lindsey should be okay. Um, and then from there, I mean, obviously you're playing Fant. Um, you're probably playing Judy. Um, I haven't seen how he's done lately, but the interesting one here is actually Tim Patrick. Um, I was to pull up his – Wow, that is awful audio.
0: Um, Yeah, Tim Patrick against opening, the – Were you opening a Christmas present, Rob? What the fuck were you doing? Nothing. It's fine.
2: Like you were that directly okay. into the mic.
1: Oh, sorry.
2: Um, Tim Patrick against the Jets. I get it. It's the Jets, but seven targets and finished with six for 113 in the touch. And against Tampa Bay in week three, only four targets, but four for 43 and a touch. So he's averaging, uh, you know, 10 or last game 20 yards per reception. um, And he's getting looks down in the red zone. So, you know, he's not a bad play because I – Bill Belichick is not going to say, we need to take away Tim Patrick, damn it.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, so, yeah, Tyler, um you just listed off Patrick's stats. Uh, Jerry Judy's only got 15 catches for 234 and a touch on the season. Is he getting the targets at all? I don't I, – I don't have the targets me, up in front of me. Let me pull that up
2: really quick. Um,
0: um, so, let's Jets, see, he's, he's got, got four.
2: Uh, uh, but before that, eight, nine, and seven. So, he's consistent with yeah. targets. Um, I mean, yeah, he's not getting the catches, but he's he's been consistent to say the least. I think – I think Judy is the classic – he was so much more athletic as everybody in college, so he just has to get acclimated with the speed a little bit more. But second half of the season, he should be good for uh, Um.
0: So, Rob, do you even roster Nikhil Harry for the Patriots at all right now at this point? I do not. I think he's a waste of a roster space right now. Because I mean, there's really no other receivers worth of any name on the Patriots
1: offense, so that's that's that's, that's kind of why I brought that up. No, I I mean, you can look at him like a guy that you would like. Oh, I'm gonna roster him and hope that he you know comes, uh, uh, you know, brings it to the table, but he just hasn't. So no.
0: Yeah, he's he's had twenty-eight targets for eighteen catches for one sixty-six and a touchdown all season. Yes, that's awful. So um I guess um, there's not much else to talk about here. I mean, obviously Philip Lindsay nope. gets a start. Son Sonny Michelle's a start also on the running back Sonny Michel's on, on side, IR. So... Oh, then never mind. Sonny Michelle's on IR. I was just looking briefly. Sorry, guys. Uh so who are you guys taking here? I'm going to take the Broncos
2: plus 10. I'm taking them to cover.
1: I also will take the Broncos.
0: All righty. So, next up, we have the Washington football team at 104, 1 and 4, sorry, versus the Giants at 0 and 5. It's a favored for the Giants at. Two and a half points, so basically a field goal is going to win this game with a forty-two point over/under. Uh, at quarterback, there's really not a lot to talk about here. I mean, it's a shit show no matter which way you spin it. Um, Gibson started to show some flashes last week. Uh, Daniel Jones is the leading rusher for the Giants, was so just kind of concerning. Uh, and then the receiver show is kind of odd. So, what are you guys thinking about here?
2: I know you pretty much covered all of it.
0: Thanks. Thanks that. Well, Thanks for-
1: uh,
0: <laughs> oh. hey, I'm just trying to give a brief overview, and I'm I mean, sorry that this matchup is so abysmal that the brief overview couples covers everything.
1: I mean, it is. This is the Giants' chance for their first win. We're going to put it seriously here, with uh, Washington starting the former Carolina Panthers starter, who was hurt last, thank you, who was hurt last week. And the only thing behind him is the gentleman who destroyed his knee, Tyler. Thank you. Um, There's not much to like. And I'm going to say the Giants have been a terrible team, but on defense they have not been awful. Their offense has been terrible, but their defense has been okay. I'm going to tell right, you. So, I am not so Tyler, surprised what? if the Giants win this game. So, Tyler, hearing that,
0: um, you're looking at uh, JD McKiss's and Antonio Gibson running backs on the Washington side. So, are they? I mean, I think, personally, I think Gibson's probably a start, but what do you think about McKissick? With that So what was super
2: field. interesting, and I think it's kind of telling on what the coaching staff thinks of these running backs, is Gibson was the guy when Kyle Allen was in. And then as soon as Alex Smith came in, it was all McKissick, uh, like snap-wise. So what I think that tells us is the coaching staff thinks that McKissick is much better at blocking. Um, so if Kyle Allen gets hurt again, Gibson's useless. At least until he proves himself with blocking wise. Um, but if Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen plays the whole game, Gibson should be just fine. But that—that's the gamble you're playing. And I don't remember what the injury was. I think I don't remember whether it was an arm or a shoulder or what. Um, but if it's anything that, you're,
1: yeah, if it's anything an
2: that you're nervous about going into this week, I'm going to have a hard time, uh, especially in our league not finding a better option than Gibson this week.
0: Um, yeah. So I think – I'm, I'm double-checking right now. I think I heard a report today that uh, Kyle Allen has been medically cleared and he is uh, practicing.
2: Yeah, this being week. medically cleared on Wednesday doesn't exactly go. give me a bunch of confidence.
0: But at least yeah. he's not missing practice. Um so, just as a real quick, Rob, do you have any confidence in the uh, Giants running running game between Freeman or Deion Lewis? And then also, I mean, can we just call Evan Ingram a bust at this point, like, uh, for all time? I mean, or they, does he still have a uh, no, and,
1: and no and yes to both those questions. I have no confidence in the Giants running game. And yes, you can call Evan Ingram like- a bust. Or at least in the way the Giants are using it. I would like a
2: minute thirty on the Giants' passing game, please.
1: No, All right, go ahead. No, we sure do have that time.
2: No, we got. Uh, we got so Evan Ingram's Evan right, Ingram's biggest problem is the fucking clapper on the sideline. Well, he came out and said after the game <laughs> that he's never run more curl routes in his life. You know what Evan Ingram is really good at is being more athletic than linebackers. You know what curl routes don't do? Show off athleticism. You know what does show off athleticism? Going down the seam. Why are you running curl routes with Evan Ingram? You don't have fucking Jason Witten, and Jason Garrett. Next.
0: Okay. and The other <laughs> one I do right, have is
2: uh, mash Darius Slayton into your lineups this week. He has been awesome.
0: Moving on. He sure has. Agreed. All right. Alrighty, so um, I, did, I just as a quick aside. I mean, last year Jason Garrett wasn't the offensive coordinator for the Giants, and Evan Ingram. I think he did deal with some injuries, but he also was very unimpressive. I think he was last injured
1: the year. Of True,
0: as well. Yeah, he was terrible. So, um, what you, Tyler? What are you thinking about? Who are you taking over the? the
2: uh, I'm actually going to take the football team's money line. Uh, football team outright. Also, Blake. Last year, Evan Ingram only Alrighty. played half the season. Okay. And he was he was on pace for uh, uh, so, over 900 yards, which would have been the best of his career.
0: righty. so. I mean, I, I didn't have the stats in front of me. I was just kind of operating off memory. So, next up is Baltimore at four and one versus the Eagles at one three and one. You you Are don't spreading. want to know who I picked. Nope, I'm skipping you here. All right, cool. Uh, the Ravens are favored at seven and a half points with an over under of forty seven and a half. Uh, I'm not going to delve into positions here. I mean, I'm going to let you take it over, Tyler. With oh the god, Eagles. okay. Um, let's see.
2: Carson Wentz <laughs> is garbage, and I would be drafting another quarterback if I was the Eagles. Miles Sanders is pretty good, but you have the Ravens' defense, which isn't uh, which isn't great for Miles Sanders. Um, Travis Fulgham was your number one receiver last week and that doesn't certainly wouldn't feel good to pick up and play. And Zach Ertz is glue factory. Uh what else do you want to know?
1: <laughs>
0: um, is Deshaun Jackson going to play yes. this year?
2: This year, yes. Uh, whether or how much he plays, I have no idea. And you
0: <laughs> is he is he, is he worth uh, it? no.
2: Not right now. No. Uh, Rager is going to come back in a couple of weeks, and um, Goddard's scheduled to come back in a couple of weeks. So that should help this Eagles offense quite a bit. But um, especially with the fact I think the Ravens have had a couple of not good showings in a row, um, I think they're – I I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I really
0: do. All right. So, Tyler, you I mean, we all agree that Carson Wentz has had a – Abysmal showing, to say the least. Do we see uh, Jalen Hurts at all? At all, or or as a like not 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 this not this not this game, but do we see Jalen Hurts getting the start this season? Uh, yes, but only because Carson Wentz will get hurt. I
2: don't. Carson Wentz will not get benched. He will get hurt.
0: Hmm. All right. So, Rob, uh, take me through the Ravens.
1: I mean. You
0: got Lamar Jackson. Come on. He's a leading
1: passer and leading rusher,
0: so I'm not going anywhere. Lamar Jackson hasn't been the MVP that he was last season. He's the 16th-ranked quarterback for fantasy so far.
1: Right, but Uh I'm just talking this matchup where Carson Wentz has the lowest quarterback rating in the NFL. So in this matchup, Jackson takes it easy. Brown is a Brown has the number 4 uh air yards in the NFL he just has not gotten the touchdowns and the actual catches it's going to come i I'm not worried about the ravens they're going to destroy in this game it's going to be like 37 to 10 at best
0: yep uh Hollywood Brown did get his first touchdown of the season last week. Uh, six was 77 in the touch. I mean, as personally as a Hollywood owner, it makes me nervous because, you know, he's been up and down consistency wise. He's obviously the number one receiver on that team and only one touchdown and in the last game. I mean, how confident are you in making and putting him at the, at
1: the start? Uh, very confident this week. uh, Philly does not have uh, a back-end defense. They're very good. If you want to run the ball, if you're – let's say you're Dallas. uh, Pretend that we don't have receivers. If you want to run Zeke all day, Philly's going to stop that. And they're going to say, hey, throw to your receivers. And when Dallas didn't have receivers, they stopped us and beat us. Uh, I'm sorry. When you have receivers and a a decent quarterback – which obviously Lamar Jackson is, no, I'm sorry, Philly, you're done. They have one good cover corner, Darius Slade, and that's it.
0: All right, I think we're all in consensus here that the Ravens – Play Mark Andrews this this
1: week. 100% true.
0: So um, let's move into the Browns four and one versus the four and zero Pittsburgh Steelers as a fo- as opposed to the other Steelers. Um, yeah. So I just I just said that weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our our uh, spread here is Steelers favored by three and a half points with an over under of fifty one. Um, Tyler, talk to me about the Steelers.
2: Okay. Um. Big Ben. Um. The one thing that. I think Chase Claypool does more than anything is he raises Big Ben's ceiling by five points a game uh, in fantasy because all of a sudden you just have one more damn weapon that Ben can throw to. Um, They they can go four deep at receiver. Um, At running back, I mean, you're going to play Connor, but and hope he doesn't get hurt. And he's looked fine since he's been back. Um other than that, I mean I don't know. I I don't have James Washington isn't a huge fantasy asset right now. Um I think he needs a couple of injuries in front of him to be more of a fantasy asset. I love Deontay Johnson the player, but man, he's gotta get healthy. Um
0: Right. Well um Deontay Johnson report today is he practiced in full
2: right, but he was uh what did he? Uh, what did he have before, or coming into this last game that he got knocked out with?
0: Uh, back. Uh, he he was knocked out with a back injury, but before that, he was coming in with a toe right. injury. A toe. yes, with, with toe. A, and he they got knocked out. With right. Back.
2: So all of a sudden, you're just accumulating uh, boo boos all over, and yeah,
1: <laughs> boo boos. I mean. Love it.
2: Honestly, I feel I feel the most confident playing uh, Juju and playing uh, Claypool this week. Um, but but it's yeah. not going to surprise me if like Claypool busts and it's a Deontay Johnson game, or if Juju busts and Claypool right. gets a little bit and Johnson gets a good game. I mean, it, again, you're you're well, you're making a pick here. Is the problem?
0: Right. So so, Tyler, so so, let me. Yep. So, uh, if we're looking at Saturday morning, and, or you know Saturday afternoon, whatever, and we have a fully cleared, ready to go Johnson and a fully cleared Claypool, which one are you starting? Especially if somebody's going to be spending fab on Claypool, I'm week. probably
2: starting Johnson, but I don't feel super great about it.
0: Alrighty, so Rob, what are you thinking about the Browns? We know that uh, Kareem Hunt had a. Kind of a down week last week. And
1: then uh, we still have Chubb on IR. Well, okay. So here's the thing Hunt excelled when Chubb was in the lineup because he was that off guy that was a little different. He was, you know, he, Chubb could catch the ball. Don't get me wrong, but Hunt was electric catching the ball. Um, also running, he, you know, in his first start, without Chubb there, you would think he would have done more th- than he did. Instead, uh, this other guy, what, uh, no, what are you guys, Deontay Johnson, no, no, what no, no, no his no. name?
2: What are you guys talking about? Kareem Hunt had just a fine Hunt. game, and Dernis Johnson, the only time was – right, the Dernis, only time he you. was on the field was when Hunt uh, went off briefly to get checked out. I know.
1: Yes. Okay, what I'm saying is that Hunt didn't have the game that you were expecting. with. Yeah, but uh, he was against
2: Indy's defense, which we just
1: said is a great defense. Okay, yes, agreed. He had his what? He had his, what? So, hey, he hey, had his third hey. best game. I think Pittsburgh's defense. I think Pittsburgh's. Oh, my God, I'm going to murder you. Pittsburgh's defense yes. is just as good. So I'm not expecting much different than the the last game from Hunt. Alright, this is this is the classic case. And and I'm gonna tell you this right here, Odell Beckham. I don't, I don't know what that was. I mean that was a he literally has uh except for yardage, less stats than Claypool, who's like a third guy. So I don't feel good about Cleveland this week. Um I will say with the whole hunt situation
2: we just went through, that was a classic scenario of where your teacher asks you to show your work and sh- and they go, you got the right answer, but I don't know how.
0: <laughs> um, so, Rob, you, yeah, uh, Beckham didn't have a big game last week because, you know, he wasn't playing the Cowboys. Uh, Jarvis <laughs> exactly. did have a big week last week. Season by yes. nine hundred eighty-eight 88 yards. Yeah, uh, First time, more than 61 yards in a game. He hasn't gotten a touchdown yet. Do you think it's a, number, it's
1: a week for Jarvis Landry? I do. I think uh, this is uh, Jarvis Landry over Odell week. Yes. I think he has better stats than Odell does.
0: It is kind of odd at this point, guys, that, you know, knowing who Odell was his first three years, now it's since he's been on the Browns. Is it going to be a Odell week or a Jarvis Landry week like the – Vikings are with a Thielen leak or a rookie Justin Jefferson leak. It's it's kind of a fall from grace for Odell. Unless well, he's and, the, and the last
2: thing I'll say, the last thing I'll <laughs> okay. say about uh, Cleveland is the tight ends are starting to get interesting to me in Cleveland because Kevin Stefanski, who came over from the Vikings, always loved using his tight ends, and then all of a sudden Austin Hooper's targets are creeping up. He Week one, two targets, four targets, four targets, then seven, and then ten. I think Stefanski is finally getting to the point where he feels confident in his game plan and he feels confident in what uh, they're doing as a team. So Hooper's interesting to me this week. And going forward.
0: All right, so our next matchup is going oh, to be give the, Chicago. Give me the Steelers,
2: minus three and a
1: half.
0: Oh, sorry. Yes, I keep forgetting about that. This is a new format for us. You
1: know. <laughs> uh, uh, me too. Um, I'll take the Steelers. Okay,
0: so four and one Chicago Bears against the three and two Panthers. Uh, we're looking at a – One and a half point favorite to the Panthers. That's basically nothing with an over under. And you normally get
2: three points for being at home. I don't know if that's changed with COVID, but usually being at home, you get three points and they only have one and a half.
0: Right. So, um, Tyler, tell me about this. Nick Foles led. Oh, I don't really want to. Boom. Um,
2: okay. You're not starting Nick Foles. Don't do it. Um, David Montgomery uh-huh. is a really good play this week against a really bad Panthers defense. And uh, I think it's k1 Short, the defensive tackle for Carolina, just got put on season-ending IR. And he was, like, the last hope for stopping the run for Carolina. So feed David Montgomery this week. Um, otherwise, for the Bears, you might get lucky with Jimmy, Gram- uh, Jimmy Grandpa. But... <sighs> Man, I sure don't want to play him. I'd rather play, you know, Hooper with the volume that he's getting there or – oh, shoot, who was the other tight end that um, was out there? Um, Anyway, I mean, Robinson, great play. He's getting all kinds of volume. I need to look up what uh, his targets have been because they've been insane. He's seventh overall on the year and has nine targets, nine targets – 13, 10, and 16. So, yes, please, give me that every day of the week. And I think Carolina's going to keep up in this game, if not be ahead. So, yeah, Robinson's going be, gonna to be great. Um, and then the rest of the Bears receivers, I think we talked last week, Anthony Miller has been really disappointing and seems to have gotten passed on the depth chart. Uh, I think Mooney yeah. is the one that passed him. I'm sure the Bears fans are screaming at me that that's not right. But um No, I but, think you're right. Yeah, you're not you're not playing either one of those guys this week. I think the only playable assets are uh Robinson, Jimmy Graham if you're in a pinch, David Montgomery is an auto start, and then if you're really in a pinch, Nick Foles, but God, I hate it.
0: All right, so Rob, on the Panthers side, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has been leading that team, I think. Yeah relatively decently you know mike davis has been place for mccaffrey and uh robbie anderson has proved to be not a just a deep threat he's proved to be a pretty, pretty
1: reliable
0: receiver. so what do you
1: think about the team i mean you mentioned the top three guys i mean bridgewater's been pretty good um uh do i think he will do well against the chicago defense i don't know um i think he's a middling play here uh mike davis I, uh, he has been everything that you've wanted and more uh, as a McCaffrey fill-in. Uh, so I think he's still a good play here. Chicago uh, is not that great against the run or against uh, passing against running backs. So I think he'll get his. And Robbie Anderson. We talked about Allen Robinson. Uh, Robbie Anderson has been everything that Allen Robinson is and more. Um, he was just a deep threat for the Jets but he has been the everything receiver for the Carolina Panthers so much so that he's made DJ Moore an afterthought. So, um, I like both, uh, Davis and Anderson in this matchup. I'm not a big fan of Bridgewater here because I do think that the, uh, the bears do have a good defense, but I give them a chance in this game. Um, but I do think that Davis and Anderson, uh, do well. And I think there's an outside chance that, um, DJ Moore. uh, also has a game in this in yeah in this you
0: matchup. Were...
1: So I was actually going
0: to bring that up. Uh, DJ Moore was four, got four or five passes yet, uh, last week for ninety-three yards and a touchdown against the Falcons. Yes, it was the Falcons, but we're also yes. talking about the Bears here, who can be attacked in the passing game. Does... They can, they can. DJ Moore finally a start candidate, like a confidence. Well, start you know candidate. what I? I mean, not yeah, Go ahead. because
2: I have DJ Moore on so many teams this year because I thought he was going to blow up. But I think what I, I really truly hope they figured out was DJ Moore is the kind of player that you throw a slant to, and he's going to take it for 40 yards of the house. That's what DJ Moore is. He is get the ball in his hands and let him work. And it, it seems like this year, they they've been trying to use him more as the deep threat and Robbie Anderson as the do everything. And, I'm really hoping that right. they go, "Hey, you know what DJ Moore? We need to we need to go a little bit more back to where we were at where or where you know, if you look what would have looked last year, Robbie Anderson's the deep threat and then you can get him other stuff and DJ Moore is the underneath threat and then you might be able to get him deep. I think they're I think they have that flipped right now, which is working for Robbie Anderson but isn't working for DJ Moore."
1: Right. Um, I mean, very much so since uh, Robbie Anderson's almost averaging 100 yards a game. Almost. He's 11 shy. All righty. So what are
0: we calling this one, guys? Go ahead, Tyler.
2: In this game, it's going to be so close. I'm going to take whichever team has the better odds on the money line. Uh, And in this instance, the Panthers are favored. Uh, to win, so I'm just going to take the Bears outright, and because it's basically like you said, it's a pick 'em. So give me the Bears with the better odds, but I don't feel confident saying that either one of these teams is going to win.
1: Give me Carolina.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll take Carolina and Tyler. I'll even bet you make a dollar bet with you. Ooh. What, that they're going to cover. I think. Well, I don't know what that's, that means exactly. That's the <laughs> minus that. two. That they're yes. gonna, that, yes. that gonna win by I'll more than cover. two.
2: Yeah, I don't want to take that dollar yeah. bet though. I literally just said that I'm just taking the I'm only <laughs> taking the Bears because
0: they have better odds. <laughs> well, tell us. I, I would to love to, just not on this one. I hate it.
1: That's why I offered it. Damn it! <laughs> all right, let's, that's awesome.
0: All right, uh, all right. We, Come, come down to the last stretch here. We got the uh, yeah, yeah. Detroit Lions one and three versus the one and four Jaguars. Oh. God,
1: does anybody care?
0: Our uh, spread here is three and a half point favorites for the Lions with a 54 and a half point uh, over under. Gross. Um, let's go with Eeny Miney Tyler take the perfect Jaguars. Um, Boom. Look. I-
2: you're playing out, or you're not Alan Robinson, James Robinson, um, the undrafted sensation.
1: You, if you're, if you're in a oh, that happens to be on your team, by well, the way. Well, yeah,
2: um, <laughs> I have him on literally all of my teams that Blake didn't talk me out of it, so there you go. <laughs> and that, that other team, we may need running back help desperately, Blake. Never listen never listening hey. to our head coach. It's like listening to Adam Gase about personnel decisions or Bill
0: O'Brien. Not doing that anymore. That was a mute. That was that was a mutual agreement on taking. Nope, hurt nope, wrong. Um, that is fake news.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, if, if you're in a pinch, they've been using Lavisca Chenault all, all over the field, and he's been. I think he's been right around ten points a game. He's not going to be, you know, super flashy for you unless he breaks one open, but. He's going to get you his points. Um, I'm not confident in Chart coming off the ankle injury, and I know um, is Conley still out there? Is he hurt or? I'm trying to think. Um, I,
1: I, think I think yeah, he, fine. But he
2: hasn't been doing much, man. I, other than James Robinson, I don't feel super confident in starting anybody, but. Somebody's going to score in this game. It's You know, this is going to be the classic 28-24 game or 30-28, to 28, you know. There are going to be points on the board. There are going to be touchdowns scored, but I I don't know who's going to do it.
1: All right. Uh, Rob, we, take me through the Lions. Well, I mean, I really like Matt Stafford against this Jacksonville defense. They haven't, uh, you know, stopped anybody passing. Um, and Stafford's been playing well, especially since he got Galladay back. Uh, you know, their leading receiver right now is Hawkinson, but that's because Galladay missed the first, what, three games. Um, I see that changing. And the fact that they have Galladay back and Hawkinson, who, again, like I said, was their leading receiver, I, I have no problem with this passing game. Uh, Adrian Peterson is their running back. However, I see the rookie getting some more play as time goes on. I just really like the lines in this game. I think they're going to take uh, Jacksonville out, and I think they're going to go. Robin two and Blake and
2: I, I, want to interject. Can you guys talk to me about what the hell is going on with TJ Hawkinson? As as somebody who is not even tight end needy, tight end desperate, and. What do I do with Hawkinson versus, you know, some of the free agent options that we may have out there?
1: I mean, that's a tough call because Detroit, they're not consistent. Um, One day they'll throw to the tight end 10 times and the next time two. Right. And that's just the way that offense rolls. So Hawkinson's a hard grab in that kind of offense. So, so uh, I, he's he's super up and down and inconsistent. I would I, think I would this for week for me, I'd rather go with an offense that uses the end consistently. So if I'm like comparing let us go um John o. Smith I would much rather have a Johnny Well, sure, but I, I can't get
2: Johnu Smith, Smith off the waiver wire, is what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm rolling waiver wire. All right, okay. Dad.
1: Oh, off the waiver. And well, there's not there's right. not much on the waiver. So Tyler, this week um,
0: the Jags have allowed average 14 points against a tight end this year. Boom. Uh, and then the only other really threat you're looking at on that offense is Marvin Jones, who he's it's supposed good. to be. He's, sli- he's supposed to be slated hot. as the possession receiver
1: for Are this you team. hot Are garbage. You
2: completely he foregoing Kenny Galladay.
1: Uh, okay, Galladay's great. Jones is hot it. garbage. Kenny
0: right, Galladay is, obviously, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about him because we know that he's there and he's going to get his targets and his possessions. But He's number one. Talking about the other receiving options besides, besides Galladay, it's Marvin Jones. Because Peterson's not really getting a lot of catches, I don't think. And so Marvin Jones no. really hasn't done anything great performance. And with the Jaguars giving up what they are to tight ends, I think Hawkinson's a fantastic play this week. I agree. Um, unless we got anything else to say, uh, nope. Tyler, Rob, who
1: are you taking here? I'm taking Detroit. Boy. Um, yeah,
2: I'll probably take Detroit minus three, but I don't know. this. If Detroit loses, do they fire Patricia?
1: I don't think they will until okay. the end of the year.
0: Okay. All Um All right. We got the 0-5 Jets against oh the 2-3 two and, two and Dolphins, with led by All Fitzmagic right. still. You know, he's got that great spread of uh, seven touchdowns and five picks. You know, classic Fitzmagic. Classic. Uh, the Dolphins are favored in this by 8.5 points with an over-under of 45 wow. Yeah. wow. So Dolphins yeah.
2: minus 8.5. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. It's, um, uh, it's, go, it's going to be fun. Um, I mean, my main thing here is, you know, Miles Gaskin taking over that running game pretty heavily. I, I actually say. have so, comments on that that I'll build yeah. on. Um,
1: uh, all right. You, you take right, the Dolphins, so, I'll take the Jets. Go ahead. So
0: then I'll, I'll have Rob start out then. We'll,
1: Rob, tell me about uh, the uh, Joe Flacco-led Jets. <laughs> all right. So you already said it, Joe Flacco-led Jets, right? They also dumped Le'Veon Bell. So it, it's uh, right now, maybe Frank Gore, maybe Preen. Is his
2: last name? It's Samaje P. Rine.
1: P. Okay, there you go. Um, either guy that hasn't played yet or Frank Gore, who's played for 80 years and is immortal. One of the two. The, your, your only fantasy player here is Crowder, who I guess it doesn't matter who's throwing to him. Whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's Joe Flacco, the guy gets a hundo as long as he's healthy. So Crowder's your only guy here. Um, with the rest of the Jets, I—I I mean, they're on five for a reason, and I have nothing else to say. About hey Rob,
2: them. building on that, uh,
1: what? Where you does know?
2: Crowder rank in fantasy points per game, and that is points per active game.
1: Um, I literally believe that he's at 25 per game. That's a complete guess that he's active. Yeah, where does he rank? On average. Oh, well, I was going to say 25 points per game. Blake, do you want to translate this? You mean like a like a like, do you mean like a ranking? like That's, why I, that's, why, eighth,
2: that's why
0: I that asked kind of for rank.
1: Yeah, I already that. have it up, Like, yeah, right, Give me a second. Okay. I'm I'm gonna say that he is for a game per play. Oh, I'm gonna say he Jameson games. Crowder
2: this year is averaging twenty nine point or twenty-nine fantasy points per game in our league, which does give bonuses for hitting hundred yards, which he's hit every single week, which is number one fantasy wide receiver points per wow. game played.
1: For game played. Wow. It,
2: it's unbelievable. He he is so Crowder's always been the, you know, get 17 targets and eight receptions. And right. but he's actually getting right. the yards this year, which, you know, Buffalo week one, great. That's a really good, um, you yeah. know, really good defense or, a, you know, a good defense. I shouldn't say really good. They just got demolished by Tennessee. But Denver and Arizona, not they so did. much. But, you know, Miami's got a decent defense, but – I think he should be just fine, unless, on um, you know, it is a um, Patriots disciple down there. You know, if they decide, well, Jamison Crowder is all you got. We're taking him away. Then, well, that sucks. But so well, far, nobody has.
1: Well, here, here's the other thing: Crowder's doing. Like you said, it used to be like 17 targets and you know eight catches. He's getting nine targets, yeah. eight catches, and ten targets, and I guess- ten catches. Seven targets, right. seven catches. I and, mean, he's catching everything. And what I was kind way. of
2: trying to say with that was like he would, he's always been the low average guy. He's always been the guy that's got seven catches for four point five yards per reception this year. Right. Yeah. He's now up he's around getting, fifteen, yeah. which is better than DJ Moore. Uh, I'm sure it's better than Robbie Anderson. Right. I mean, it's better than all of these studs that are. You know. Yeah. I mean,
1: I you have him, Rob. Are you yeah, starting him I this agree. week? Because I think I would do. Yeah. Oh, yes, I am. 100%. I'm starting him. Yeah. And and by the way,
2: uh, I want to point out that it seems like every single year, I go, God, you know what? I got a sneaky pickup that I'm going to do right now. And I go to pick him up, and it goes, would you like to trade with CI Whitefish?
0: And it pisses (laughs) me off
2: every single year.
1: Well, you know, what are you going to do?
0: So I do just want to remark on something, because we didn't, Going, coming into this season, uh, into the fantasy draft, tight ends felt like they were much more plentiful coming into this season than they were last year. But it's proved just to be the same kind of barren wasteland of tight end play. Um, what Chris Herndon was supposed to be you know, the next coming in the Jets. So what the hell is
1: that? <laughs> yep. Agree, 100%. Because he's had
0: uh, 13 catches on 22 targets for only 98 yards all season. Adam Gase
2: happened.
1: Yep. Yep. All righty. And I would say uh, uh, Crowder happened. Herndon dead
2: to the world. Do do you guys think, and I guess, Rob, this is more directed towards you, when they get Denzel Mims back, who is the uber-athletic rookie wide receiver that they drafted this year, do you think that opens it up yeah. a little bit for Herndon and, you know, takes the top off a little bit? Because right now all you have is two guys sitting underneath with Herndon and Crowder. You know, do you think that that opens up the offense a little bit? Or do we think that it's until Gase is gone, uh, Herndon is dead to the world?
1: Um, I think Herndon is dead to the world until Gase is gone. Yes. I, I think I think there will be sporadics uh, when Darnold's back because he will go over the top. As long as um, he's out, it doesn't matter if he's back or not. It doesn't matter. Um, but Darnold will go deep, as we as evidenced by um, uh, uh, who's in Carolina that was in uh Jets last year, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Thank you. I got it first. Um, so he will do that from time to time, but I just I I'm sorry I don't know how old eyeballs has a job in the NFL. All right, so Rob, we uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the Jets.
0: Why don't you take us quick through the Dolphins? I thought I was. You no,
2: know,
1: no, Tyler Tyler. Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, you take God, a close and a so. half over here. Thank you.
2: Um, <laughs> no, I mean with Miles Gaskin, like. Like you said, Blake, and granted, I came out and give you, gave you a lot of shit when you traded um, Antonio Gibson uh, and, you yeah. know, for Miles Gaskin with, you know, some other stuff in there to balance it out a little bit. But the big thing that changed last week that wasn't accounted for was Jordan Howard was a healthy scratch. So all of a sudden, Miles Gaskin's the goal back because Burrito's not going to be the goal back, and that is huge. For Miles Gaskin. All of a sudden, you took a guy with a high floor and a low ceiling to a guy with a high floor and potentially a higher ceiling um, in Miles Gaskin. So that turned out to be a really good
1: trade for Blake. Um, and, oh, like every trade that well, he trades with me. There you go. Um, I, I'm not trading with him. I don't blame I you. I wouldn't either. Um, yeah. yeah but not against-
2: yet. No. Um, against the Jets, I think you're playing any weapon you have for Miami and just hoping they're the guy. You're playing Parker. You're playing uh, Gesicki, speaking of the tight end wasteland. Gesicki's been pretty good. Um, I don't remember. Oh, boy. Spelling this name is going to be super fun. Uh, yes. great last week. G-E-S. Ah, got it. Fourth try. Um, yeah, I mean, he, well, he's been up and down, I guess. Um, it's just whether he gets the targets, but I'd be playing him this week. If you don't have a better option, you know, if it, like in my situation, I'd probably be playing him where I'm starting, uh, Hawkinson right now. And, uh, Preston Williams looks like he's pretty good coming off of the ACL. So, you know, you could start him in a pinch too. Um, because I think he he came back early from the ACL, and and right around now was the time that he was supposed to be back, and he just had a big game last week. So it seems like he's one hundred percent healthy as well. So, yeah, I mean, against the Jets, fire up everybody you got.
0: Yeah, all right, all right. So what's the what's the take here?
2: Game Miami, Miami minus nine, Miami by two scores.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean probably. Who I mean, they they just yeah. beat up on the 49ers, right? No. Yeah, M- right. Miami's
2: a more than decent team. Miami is Miami's quintessential yep. 8 and 8. Um and the Jets are awful, so they should win this. Man, FitzPatrick though just goes away sometimes.
1: It, and that's that's my concern yeah, I know. Is that when everybody says, "Oh, it's Fitzpatrick this week," and literally, he, yeah, He's forever, Literally, I wonder, and
2: I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna squat on this take. I wonder if this is the week that Fitzpatrick falls apart, throws three first half interceptions,
0: and, then, and, and Tua comes in. comes in
2: because, well, because they have a buy uh, next gross. week. So if they're gonna make the change to Tua, why not do it with two, two weeks? You know what I mean? So I'm spotting yeah. on that take. I if that you. happens, please credit at Brewski on Twitter. That's B-R-U-Z-S-K-I. Yeah. Breaking news. Uh, you must credit. Uh, speaking to you, New York Times, AP Press, ESPN, all of the above.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> nice. All right,
0: so uh, next we're moving into the 4-0 Packers versus
2: the 3-2. Um, uh, yes, Buccaneers. I need to make a
0: statement. All right. Um,
2: This is a statement that is definitely not coerced by any sort of bribery or microphones that has come randomly. Um, I truly 100% believe that Gronk looks very promising, and I have changed my mind. And Jared investing in him was a very good decision, and he's a very smart football manager.
1: So you're trying to work a trade with that football manager. Uh, no, I was bribed by the Mikes. Oh, okay. Oh! Okay, so oh. I got it.
0: I got it. Got it. I, I Thank see. you. I, I understand. Um, so the, the spread here is, you know, a one-point favorite for the Packers. Uh, 54 and a half point over, over under. Um, the Packers have had Devontae Adams cleared and practiced in full today. Yes, sir. So that is a massive massive bonus for them. I'm not sure of the status of Alan Lazard. I believe he's still out. Uh, he had surgery. Ryan. He's
2: he's he is. he's out for like 7
0: weeks. Yeah, he's he's out. Oh, that's right. He yeah. did have core surgery. He's out for the season.
1: I don't I don't know that it's for yeah. the season, but he had No, not the season. I think it was like 4 yeah. to 6 weeks. It eh, may as well
0: be the season. Um all right. Mike Evans, you know, on the other side of the ball, basically the uh highest percentage I want to say of catches per touchdowns. Right. Uh, and then uh, Fournette, questionable injuries. So uh t- 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 let's go, Rob, take me through the Packers.
1: I mean Rogers has been surprising this year. Um pretty much everybody thought he would take a back seat to the rushing game. Um that what uh new coach and him were doing was you know, getting him out of there. They drafted a new quarterback, blah, blah, blah. No, Rodgers has done very well. 13 touchdowns, no picks on the year. Um, Yeah, he's been awesome. Uh, Aaron Jones, oh, they drafted a guy to try to, you know, in the second round or third round to try to replace him maybe because they didn't know if they were going to sign him long-term. Oh, he's only had a great year. Um, And then you've got – Lazard, who's had a good uh, year, even though he's got the core out, and now they're getting um, their number one guy back. So I don't – I feel real good about the uh, Green Bay this week and the whole year. I actually think they're the best team in the NFC, unfortunately. I don't like so, to say Rob, that.
0: Um, with, with Lazard out for now, we. Um, yep. I, I don't know how rostered he is, but is uh he's uh, – what MBS? is it? his name? MBS? I knew I was thinking of Arcega-Whiteside, but he's on the Eagles. Is MBS a
1: start? I mean, the problem is that the targets – okay, so when the number one guy is out, the targets just don't go to receivers. So they don't go to MVS. They go to other people. They go to Williams, the second running back, who got like eight catches for a bunch of yards the last game. They go to the tight end. Uh, Tanyan or whatever, who got like three touchdowns the last game. They don't – uh, Aaron Rodgers, ugh, even though I hate his guts, doesn't necessarily go to the position. He goes to the guy. So it, it doesn't matter who's in or who's out. He goes to the guy that will produce. Yeah,
0: especially with Aaron Jones – Catching the balls that he is like he's like he's an edge uh, an outside receiver, you know,
1: right? I'm, and then you put really back up and you put Jamal Williams in, and the guy catches balls like he's a crazy person too. So you don't need to throw to AD. You you know, it, uh, it's just it's not a usual offense. But basically, we're
0: you know you know that Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers are going to be. Correct. Your major producers. So, well, Tyler, once Adams what, is back, all, all did, bets are off. I'm sorry. Right. I wasn't, so Tyler, I wasn't wait, paying Tyler. attention.
2: Did you guys talk about Tanyan? Okay, we did. Yes.
0: This,
2: okay. I, I'll I'll trust that you guys talked
0: about him. So, okay. we did. So, so Tyler, um, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady with a actually for me surprising four interceptions and twelve touchdown kind of ratio there. Tell me okay. about this offer. The Brady
2: interceptions is not surprising in the least bit. I talked about it in our draft episode. Uh, Bruce Arian's system is inherently a high-risk, high-reward. Uh, everybody that goes into that system throws more picks. Obviously, Jameis had the 30-30 year last year, but Carson Palmer, even when he learned the system through interceptions, and Brady's doing it this year. So in any league that really penalizes interceptions – Brady's not going to be good this year.
0: Luckily, our league doesn't, so he's been fine. Um, So, Tyler, uh, let me interrupt you right here real quick. Is So, in the past, it's never been viable to play defenses against Tom Brady. Is it viable to play a defense against Tampa Bay rather than trying to play them against Tom Brady? No,
2: because I think that uh, Brady is going to – okay, so – Last year, Jameis put up a shitload of yards, um, but threw three picks a game, right? Or two picks a game. Brady's probably only going to throw one a game, but he's still going to put up the yards. So it doesn't quite sway the needle enough for me that um, you're going to start defenses against him. You can probably start the elite defenses against him. I wouldn't feel bad about that, but I don't think the Packers are one of those. Um so unless, unless they take one back to the house, especially in this high of an over-under, a 54-point over-under, there's going to be a lot of points on the board. So, no, you're not going to start the Packers this week. All right. Um, so with the rest of the Tampa Bay offense, you know, we you talked about Mike Evans scoring a touchdown damn near every catch. Um, he's clearly the the goal-line guy with uh, uh, O.J. Howard done for the year. Um. Gronk, Gronk is Gronk. I know I was paid to say that he is good and all that sort of shit, but that's, it's, he's super gross to start. Um, and, you know, Godwin might be coming back soon. I know he was starting to run, but as of right now, you know, are you going to start Scotty Miller or Justin, uh, Justin Watson, or is that a golfer?
1: I, Seriously. I think just, um, but sure. it's something
2: I, I'm um, not sure. but are you going to start either of them with confidence? Probably not. Um, the, the most interesting one here, and this is the other take I'm going to squat on, uh, Le'Veon Bell to the Buccaneers, write it in pen.
0: I am going to wholeheartedly disagree with that.
2: Uh, I mean, why, why wouldn't he, uh, <laughs> Fournette's been hurt, but they clearly want somebody other than Rojo. Fournette's been hurt. McCoy has been hurt. They've brought in everybody under the sun to try to play running back because they hate Rojo. And I think one of Brady's picks last week was because Rojo uh, – it went off of Rojo's hands. I They have a very limited – they have a very uh, limited window to win, right, because Brady's – well, Brady thinks he's going to play until he's 70. But realistically, you're looking at two years right. – why? Nope. Why wouldn't I don't you agree. bring in? I
1: don't agree.
2: The best running back on the market right nope. now, who can pass catch, who can block, uh, Le'Veon Bell to the Buccaneers, right? at in pen, and that that Blake, nope. I will dollar bet the shit out of you on.
0: Tyler, I will dollar bet. I will dollar bet and water bet you on that
1: one. Yeah, that's not happening. They're not, he's not going to Tampa. Bay. He's not going to Tampa Bay. You don't think? All right. Nope. 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 All right.
0: Tyler, do you accept my dollar Fine. and water bet? Boom. Coolio, yeah, I get to splash Tyler with water when Le'Veon Bell signs with uh, literally everybody else. Uh, it came out, well, literally. News came
2: out today that Le'Veon Bell's primary um, primary things that he's looking for in a new team is championship contender and potential in the offense. He w- he wants the workload.
0: So Right, but we also know that Le'Veon Bell wanted that when he got signed by the Jets And we all know the Jets weren't going right, nowhere So right, Le'Veon Bell Right, but the Jets, Jets signed
2: him Then immediately right. signed Adam Gase Who we all know destroys everything he touches
0: <laughs> all Right Alright, yep. so uh, Not going to Tampa, guaranteed Are we taking Green Bay or Tampa Bay in this one? I'm going to take Green Bay, Green yeah. Bay yeah, it it I mean just by the spread it's a gross one but I think but I got go I will
2: that. say uh Tampa Bay right. has two it looks like they they might have the start of two franchise corners there in uh Carlton Davis and the
0: other yeah, guy yeah, I mean, they well. they got a
2: great defense but I'm going to take uh I'm going to take Green Bay. All
0: right. All right. So, moving into our Sunday night game is going to be gross. the 4-1 4-1 Rams against the 2-3 49ers. Like we said before, 49ers got beat up by the Dolphins last week. It's a spread of three-and-a-half-point favorites to the Rams with a 51-and-a-half-point All right. Um, Nick Mullins is leading, nope. right? Or is Kropolo back?
1: Nope. No, no. All right. Uh, Mullins is leading passer, but – as of As of today –
2: Kyle Shanahan came out and As said, today, I don't know who our starting quarterback is going to be for Sunday. So Garoppolo right. seems to be still hurt. So I think they might wait on him a week. And he's not sure whether to go with and, Mullins or
0: Bethard. But what that tells, right. me, right, what yeah, that we, tells me is – right, so, All right, all right. So let's, have, let's have Tyler, you take over uh, okay. the 49ers and talk all right. about – So what Tyler that tells, that, tells no, me is well. if
2: – well. Kittle is a smash play this week. Um, Kittle has always excelled Mm -hmm. with the backup quarterback in San Francisco. Obviously, C.J. Beathard was his college quarterback. Um, Nick Mullins also heavily targets him. Um, No matter what, George Kittle is a smash, smash play. Even like I'm talking, if if anybody has Travis Kelsey in the tight end, like this is a week where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna play two tight ends because. George Kittle's going to be that good this week, right? Um, Other than that, I think the buy low window on Debo Samuel is starting to close or could close here soon. I don't know if it'll happen this week. Uh, The Rams have been really good against wide receivers. I think you probably have one more week to buy low on Debo Samuel. um, And then that shit's going to slam shut when Debo comes back and is awesome. Um, Other than that, I mean, I haven't been paying t- – I don't have many shares of the San Francisco backfield, so I haven't been paying too much attention. Uh, so I might have to defer on that, but I don't know that I necessarily uh, – Moser is
1: going to do well, very well okay. this week. Okay,
2: I, I, I will 100% believe you on that. I Again, I, I haven't yep. been paying attention to that yep. backfield enough to make a solid call there.
1: Yeah, okay. So Moser last week came back after being gone and completely dominated the backfield so yeah and no effects from that game he's going to be the, the man 90 percent of the carries i i guarantee all right so uh tyler
0: before we move into the rams what do you think about brandon IU going forward
2: um i think he was mm-hmm. drafted to play a similar role that debo samuel does um so i don't know i mean I would say that Samuel's going to cut into his role, but there's not really that much to cut into. Um, I just think that in San Francisco, outside of the running backs and tight ends, the wide receivers are going to go away from time to time. And you're not going to, it's not going to be super easy to predict when that's going to happen. But you're also not expecting much out of the San Francisco wide receivers. So in a way it's, they are what they are and you know what they are. So you know what you have. Does, Does that make sense? Or am I just being an idiot?
1: Nope. Yep. Get it. I mean, yes, it
0: sounded a little ambiguous, but I think, I think you you said as much as could be said about the 49ers receiving core. Um, so, Rob, why don't you tell me about
1: the Jared Goff-led Rams? All right. So we all know Goff is not the greatest quarterback in the world. <clears throat> Was paid way more than he's worth. However, this year, not too bad. Um, in this game, with two corners that are out for or questionable for San Francisco, and the fact that their defense has been reduced by injuries, and that he's been doing well this year, I see golf doing well. Now, I don't know who he's going to pass to. I don't know if it's going to be Cooper Cup. I don't know if it's going to be. Uh. uh What's his name? Robert Jones. Am I right there, boys? Robert Woods, thank you. I don't know who's going to run the ball. It's going to be Henderson. It's going to be this guy or that other guy. However, I want to tell you, the Rams are going to do what they do, and I believe they're going to win this game. Well, that... They just have so many people that can... that can do things, and... So far, Goff has not made the big mistake, and that's what's, that's why they're four and one
0: So that was uh, inspiring as ever. Um, uh,
1: break... Somebody give me a breaking news uh, sound. Breaking news.
2: A Chiefs blog posted something about Le'Veon Bell coming to Kansas City And Le'Veon Bell liked it on Twitter.
1: Oh my God. That would hurt. That would murder CEH. That that would would murder a little CEH, wouldn't it? Oh my God. Oh no. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Blake. Yes. uh, Next.
0: Um, I'm going to ha- need uh, Tyler to take over for me. My laptop decided to do a uh, cool, cheeky Wonderful. restart. Got- All right. Well,
1: I All got right. you. So All
0: right. We- go ahead, Tyler. Take us into the yep, first, Monday, the first night night Monday night game. The first
2: Monday night game is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. Um, I don't have records in front of us, but Oof. the Bills coming off the tough lo- – well, both of them coming off of tough losses. Chiefs uh, losing to Vegas. Yes. Bills losing to Tennessee. Bills getting absolutely steamrolled. Uh, Both literally and figuratively. They are
1: both 4-1. They are both 4-1.
2: Bill's getting steamrolled literally and figuratively by Derrick Henry. Um, Ask Josh Norman about how that felt. Um, Chiefs, (laughs) three-and-a-half point favorites on the road. Over-under of 57-and-a-half points. Holy shit. This might be be the most fun game that we've seen since Chief – Chiefs Rams about two years ago, where they put up a hundo. It could um, be. Rob, pick your poison. Who you want to take?
1: Oh, let me Perfect. take the Chiefs. All right. So we got Mahomes. Man's got 13 touchdowns, one pick. We all know what Pat Mahomes can do, right? With CEH, 344 yards rushing, but. Here's the caveat. One touchdown on the year. That's that's not what you want in this but offense. But on the other side, the, the usage is exactly what you want in this offense. Oh, God, yes. The usage right. is what you want. But you would, you would like to think, here's the thing. With the usage, you would like more touchdowns. So you can look at it one of two ways. Oh, we're not going where we want, or it's got to come. Could it come this week? It sure could. Here's the other thing. Your number one receiver is Travis Kelsey. 405 yards from the tight end position already after five games. That's a lot from the tight end position. Whoever's got Travis Kelsey, I'm talking to you, Greg, you piece of shit. That's huge. That's money. Um. I don't see the Chiefs in a bad way this week. Um, Bills have a good defense, but the Chiefs can beat anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Take me to the Chiefs. I guess the
2: question is, Rob, is is there anybody on the Chiefs? Obviously, Sammy Watkins is out with a hamstring injury. Is there anybody on the Chiefs that you're not starting
1: with? That I'm not starting? Sammy so, Watkins, he's hurt. Not he's sorry. not playing. All right.
2: I, I guess th- that question's really directed at is: Is Meikle Hardman going to step up and be? the two? You know what? So is he worth the start? Right.
1: Is what you're saying?
2: Because uh, assumingly, uh, Tre'Davious White's going to be on Hill, right? And I I believe he normally you know what? shadows.
1: If you if you have the ability to have him in your flex Yes okay. I think he's worth it. Blake, do you want to it. take the bills or do you want me to?
2: Uh go ahead. Sounds like it's me. Dead. All right. Um yep. in Buffalo, obviously Josh Allen had his worst game of the year. Uh
0: all right. Uh, I, hey, guys, I'm back. I forgot I was in, <laughs> I was in a different app on my uh, laptop. I was restarting. I can't take the Bills, and I was trying to talk about uh, the Chiefs receivers. Okay. We've I already know. passed that. I, well, I just want to put in what I was saying before. I think Demarcus Robinson is going to have the more step up than Nico Harbin will with oh, the uh, St. Watch. I vehemently said. disagree, 100%. I,
2: like, do too. I I will put okay. – I will double down. Ready? You ready for this? Go. Double down dollar and water bet, right. right? If somebody sweeps, it becomes four x rather than two. Does that make sense? Nice. Okay. Yes. So next next week, Robinson versus Hardman, and uh, what was the other one that we made? Oh, Bell going to the Bell going to the uh, Bucks.
0: Bucks. Yes. You know that. So if, right. if Bell if Bell doesn't go to the box, do I still if win? Bell,
2: if, Bell go, if Bell does nice. not go to the box and Hardman's better, then we're each we each win one, and at that point we can wipe it out.
1: All right, I'll take it. All right, let's go. This, by the way, this is the longest yeah, podcast. But but ever. if
2: so, say Bell does, <laughs> say Bell does go to the box and Robinson beats or Hardman beats Robinson, so I go two and zero. Uh, I get I get four yep. waters on you plus four dollars.
0: Nice, right? Yep. And the other way, yep. you know, the other way. Yeah, four, four. All right. Okay. So what I what I can what I'm going to say about the bills right now is, Singletary hasn't been, you know, phenomenal this year. Uh, Josh Allen had a down week last week, but he's also been sensational thus far. So I don't think that there's any reason why Josh Allen doesn't do great again. But uh, with the John with the John Brown injury, that does hurt uh, the upside of the Bills' offense. But then there's also Diggs there, so and they're playing against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs they're going to have to keep up against the Chiefs. So I don't see any reason why you don't start your Bills this week, uh, um, with the exception of John Brown.
2: I mean,
1: I, right?
0: You
2: you uh, probably first, have to play Singletary if you have him, but man, I I sure don't want to. I mean. His best game this year is 18 points against the Raiders. Uh, if, you have, if you're have, if you strong at running back, I don't mind hitting Singletary.
1: He's not going to get the Russian work this week. All right. For me here, two things. I don't like that uh, if Tredavious White plays, I feel better about the Bills. Um, don't care about John Brown or the rest of those players, the fact that Assembly is out, guard for the um, Chiefs, that's a question mark to me. And if any defense can get up the middle, it's the Bills. So I'd make this a little closer than it should be, um, but I think the Chiefs coming out on top.
2: Um, I'm going to reserve judgment on this game until Sunday, just because, uh, the Bills just played, so they're not going to release any injury stuff. I I agree with you. If, if Tredavious White and John Brown play, this is going to be a close game. Um, if if they don't play, then man, it's chiefs by a million. Yep. So Blake, do you have your laptop back? Please do. That sounds like a no. All right. Uh, our last Monday night game, our original Monday night game, boom, boom. is going to be Cardinals. The best
1: in the Monday night game. Right.
2: Uh, Cardinals at Cowboys. Cowboys two-point underdogs at home mm. with a 54.5 point over-under.
1: Um, I mean, why wouldn't they be underdogs with Dak yep. Prescott? I'll take the
2: right. Cardinals and leave the Cowboys to you, Rob. Um all right, go uh, ahead. Cardinals, I mean, this week, look, you're starting your Cardinals. Cowboys defense stinks out loud. Uh if Kenyon Drake, if Kenyon Drake doesn't get it done this week, I mean, I'm not gonna say he's a cut candidate because he's still getting volume, but I mean, if you offered me Devin Singletary for Kenyon Drake after this week, if he doesn't produce, boy, I I
1: you mean it'd be it, close.
2: And and those are two guys that are not producing, yeah. but If Kenny Drake doesn't produce this week, don't don't rely on him the rest of the year because it's just – it's not going to happen. Right. uh, Chase Edmonds got the receiving work last week. Uh, Obviously, you're playing Hopkins. Um, But, Jesus Christ. Hey, Blake, calm down over there. Uh, That that was Rob.
1: It wasn't me. I was
0: enjoying it. That
2: definitely sounded like Rob. Uh, oh boy. Among us. Rob is thus. <laughs>
1: nice. Um, nice.
2: Yeah. I mean, Kyler is a smash start this week. Hopkins is a smash start. You have to play Drake if you have him. Um, and then, you know, again, somebody else is going to score from the Cardinals. We've, we've talked about it a couple of times. I, I don't hate it if you want to start your Cardinals. Um, Play, play who you want to play on the Cardinals, then, you know, hope. Because there are going to be points on points in this game. Uh, Rob, take us through the Cowboys.
1: I mean, Dallas has the obvious problems with Dak Prescott not playing. Because he's hurt. So, you've got Andy Dole.
2: Who... And, Rob, we should point out, I think, because I think it was after podcast last week, both Tyron Smith and Lyle yeah. Collins out for the year. Both tackles for the Cowboys out for the year.
1: Correct. So not only do you have uh, Andy Dalton playing, but you have a compromised offensive line. But you have all these offensive weapons. You have what some people are calling in media the best trio of wide receivers. You have what's one of the top five running backs in the league. And what is – a very accomplished um, tight end. So you can get things done, but uh there's a lot of question marks. We just don't know how Andy Dalton was gonna play. Um he, he looked good in the fourth quarter. I do. He did. I mean, he was nine for eleven for a hundred and some yards. Um, he got on position and they won the game. It. If Dallas is going to continue to play defense like they have. Now, they I will, I will say this. They played quite a bit better against um, uh, New York than they did prior. If you take away the pick six and the fact that they fumbled a punt return, which gave them an easy score, they actually held them defensively to like under 20 points, the Giants last week. Um, but then that doesn't mean that Dallas isn't going to continue to make offensive mistakes or special teams mistakes. But what we're saying is their defense was way much better last uh week than they were the prior four. Um, how are they going to play here? I, I don't know. um,
0: I, All right, so let me just, just let me based bring, on let me bring, it. Up, I like
1: I like Murray a lot better. Let me let me
0: bring up the uh, the conversation that a lot of fantasy owners and fantasy analysts are, are having is right. the Michael Gallup question. Okay. We obviously know that Amari Cooper is the number one there and CeeDee Lamb is the go to guy over the middle. Where yes. where does Michael Gallup fall into this offense, and where does he fall into uh, a? Michael throw- Gallup
2: is uh, Michael uh. Gallup is the deep threat that you hope catches yep. four balls for a hundred. Um, and if he doesn't get that, then you're going to be disappointed. But and it's hard, right? Because what do you expect from all of the Dallas or the, all of the Dallas Cowboys? I mix those up. Uh, pass catchers. Um, yeah. with no deck is it 80% is it 75% is it 70% I mean even there even at 75% yeah, Cooper's valuable Lamb is valuable is Gallup yeah. valuable I mean if he's three for 75 versus four for 100 I I don't know but man Dalton targeted him when he came into the game
1: I right and, yeah, I, I think it's, it's impossible to tell. Are the touchdowns gonna to start to come Gallup's I, way? No, um, but I get it it, it depends on yeah, how the defense I... plays. So so Dallas is behind when they needed the first down, he went to um uh Rainfart. Thank you. He went to their number one receiver,
0: Amari Cooper.
1: Thank you, and they got that first down. Then, when they needed to go deep, he went to Gallup twice. Here's a, from
2: a fantasy so, from a fantasy perspective. You know, obviously, yeah. we look at everybody as buy, sell, hold. Right, those are your three options. You buy them, do you right. sell them, do you hold them? Yep, yep. yep. You yep. could convince me to any one of the three. I, I think correct. If, if somebody, it, it all depends on who you're working with and what their perspective is. If you're, if you're working correct. with some, if you have Gallup and you're working with somebody and they say, "Hey, uh, what, what was Gallup's line last week?" Um, pull that up quick. Do you think? Yeah. Four, four for 73. If they say, you know what? I think I can expect four for 73 out of Gallup every week. Then I don't blame you for selling because I don't know that you can expect that. But if somebody's coming to you or if the owner or the uh, person who has shares of Michael Gallup comes to you and says, Hey, I only think I'm going to get two for 48 from Michael Gallup. Then of course it's going to be a buy. And if you have shares of Michael Gallup and you're going, well, He's a flex play on a bye week, maybe, and I'm expecting four for 60 every week. Oh, then I get why you hold, because he could be a great bye week fill in a, in a right matchup. So you can convince me to any given side on Michael Gallup with Andy Dalton as a quarterback, and I'd, I'd believe it.
0: All righty. So, um, Rob, if you're done with your ice, you have anything I am. to add? fantasy football I, in general because I think we're coming to the end here.
1: I got nothing. Yep, right, Tyler. I
2: have uh, Tyler's locked in 100% guaranteed parlay of the week. Can't lose.
1: Oh my can't God. Lose.
2: Can't lose parlay of the week. Boys? Can't lose, no, can't lose parlay. We're g- I'm giving you three of them. Three of them you string together. Oh my God. If you string together these oh three God. bets, you can't lose. I don't see a single way. Disclaimer, right. betting is purely right. recre- recreational and is for fun only. <laughs> and
1: for, and for yeah, recreational only. Uh, can't All lose right.
2: parlay of the week. Bet $10, win $54. Arizona Cardinals versus Dallas Cowboys, over 54 and a half. Hammer it. Rams, minus three. Hammer it. Titans, minus three. Hammer it. That's your can't-lose parlay of the week. You're welcome when you're all rich. Also, once again, once again, right, betting you. is purely recreational and is completely for fun. And anything said <laughs> in this podcast is purely meant for recreational purposes.
1: Hey, hey, Blake, do you know what those words meant that he said? All right,
0: I'll tell you what they meant, Rob. They meant thank you guys for listening. Um I would like to thank again Jared for our mics. I hope they made the podcast sound great. And yes, this was a a pretty large departure from our normal oh, format. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my
2: god, a holy. And long we will be uh we will text out or tweet out or whatever we're gonna do. We'll we'll post our pick somewhere uh, I think on Saturday because there is no Thursday night game this
0: week.
1: Correct. Exactly yeah, we and didn't do that because
0: yeah, waivers order tomorrow. Because so. waivers run until tomorrow. And we we've we've always wanted to try to make this podcast a little bit more uh, analyst uh, centric rather than just our league centric. And I hope you guys enjoyed this long form podcast. Otherwise, we will talk to you guys again next week. Uh, Hugh List, go ahead and take us out. Do it.